right, welcome to Your Time, Your Money, the show where your time is just as valuable as your money, and we know that. We thank our subscribers and our listeners for tuning in consistently throughout the weeks. Uh, please like and subscribe and share. Forward it on to other people that I think uh, could benefit from uh, you know, kind of the, just the quality conversations that we have over yeah, a period of time. Yeah. Like and like and subscribe. So, well, <laughs> well let's you know. Let, today we're going to be talking about uh, you know, kind of just year end topics, things that investors can do in their personal finances, and uh, you know, it, towards the year end. And uh, you know, I know you had mentioned a little earlier in show prep about yeah. what comes up at the end of the year. Yeah, everybody gets ready to make their New Year's resolutions and say, "I'm going to take care of that next year." So, yeah. and the whole idea here is, as you're saying. Yeah, and, and a lot of those resolutions are centered around money and finance yeah. and health, budgeting and, and careers, health, yep. working out, mm-hmm. when you get to the gym, right? You, you go to a gym and first month is like, oh, well, packed. first week is yep. packed with people. Yeah, Second yeah. week is still packed with people. Third yep. is a little less. Yep. Usually by the first week in February, you're back to the normal <laughs> crew that's in all yep. the time. <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. That's so, funny. you know, but the thing the thing with finance, though, is, is some of those things that you can do at the end of the year as your resolution are a one, one and done. Yeah. You know, and, and you can forget about them for the rest of the year. So so let's get into that. It's your time. Your money. And we'll get started. I'll have you flip that. I think we have a little uh, sand in there left over from last time. I don't know how that's <laughs> possible. Right? So you know, let, let's get into, you know, kind of just the, the benefit of being the end of the year being a tax year. Yeah. Right? Investors have to look at that a little bit differently. Yeah, it's certainly been, you know, a year that people forgot does happen. Right? Um the market being what it's been this year, uh, we haven't seen it like this since 08, 09, you know, f- followed by a 14 year bull run, a um, lot of different types of navigation that we've had to do as advisors, but also I think people for their mindsets. Yeah. And a lot of times people are hesitant about making a change in their investment portfolio because they don't want to miss the rebound. Right. Right. So what do they do? They procrastinate or they say, well, I'm not going to make those changes now. I'm going to wait till the market comes back. Right. But what we encourage clients to do is take a look at that portfolio from a tax stance point, you know, standpoint. Mm-hmm. You know, talk with a CPA and an accountant and see if they need an additional write-off or, or a loss that they need to offset from your income yep. or perhaps some other other you know, money that came in during the year. And you might be able to sell a position and move into another position very similar so you get the same rebound but harvest that tax loss. Right, right. And in in some cases, there's, um, you know, the more tax advantaged alternatives as well that are out there and available. Yeah, you know, a lot of times we'll run into a non-retirement portfolio. So, you know, mutual funds, stocks, bonds on their own, not in an IRA. Yep. And the intent has always been to make it more tax efficient. Mm -hmm. And we always say, when's the best time to do that? Well, some of the best times to make the major moves, I mean, moving hundreds of thousands of dollars over to a more tax efficient portfolio is when the market's at its lowest. Right. Right. When the capital gains are very small compared to where they were or none or have you have long term losses Mm -hmm. uh, to get it restructured for the rebound. You know, and that's one way to look at the end of the year is how can I restructure my portfolio, my investments to put me in a better tax situation for when that rebound happens. Right, right. And a lot of it too, um, you, there's the old adage, and we've talked about it here, uh, of course, uh, on the show, but is the buy low, sell high mentality, right? Well, this is the market low, and this is the time to to both um, uh, get in, make the changes, make the, make the shifts, have, you know, if, if harvesting the loss. So, yeah, I mean, it's all... All, all uh, part and parcel with, with you know, the, the old adages, if you will. Yeah, and, you know, a lot of people <clears throat> wait for their IRA or Roth contribution until April 15th. Right. Well, you might look at 
a year like we've had and say that might be a mistake. Yeah. You know, delaying until April 15th when you have that deadline may not be the best time to invest in the market. If you can pick up shares low, you can pick up, you know, those securities now, what could it grow to potentially between now and April? Right. Yep. You know, you might be, by waiting, you may be missing out on return, which is never a good thing. Yeah. And, you know, on that point too, when it comes to contributions to your IRAs, you know, um, because of the time of year that we're in, you've got an advantage to make a contribution right away for this tax year. And then right as soon as January 3rd, basically right right when the first working day, business day of the year, you have the opportunity to um, make a contribution for that following year. Yeah. So theoretically, you can get two entire year contributions in within the next, what, 30 some days, so right. 35 days, 30, how many other days we have left, yep. you know, for the year. So, you know, that's, that's one major thing that I think people need to change in their mindset is, is what's the latest I can add to my IRA, mm -hmm. right? Because yep. we always say it's not timing the market, it's time in the market, right? You know, for dividend reinvestment, for capital gain reinvestment, and, and, and what have you. Yep. So, you know, so that's another year end practicality that people could do. The other thing it does for you, too, is it's, it starts you on the path of maybe in January, if you max out your contribution now, to switch it from a one-time lump sum to dollar cost average and switch to monthly. Right. You know, and what's a better time to do that than the beginning of the year? Yep. Get in the habit. Um, you, the, the money comes out evenly over the course of the year. You know what to expect. But what it does is it allows for taking advantage of, of the situation when the market's down. And as it rebounds over the course of time, the cost per share is going to be less. Yep. And I, I would do... I think an, another analysis by the end of the year of your 401k, mm -hmm. right? Your work, 401k, 403b, deferred comp. Now is a good time to rebalance and relook at your work plan, yep. right? And more importantly, because usually a, a lot of times raises are followed after the holiday season, you know, is to reanalyze what you're putting into those plans. Yep. And for some clients, we find that they're doing a straight dollar amount. Yeah. You know, and, and what's the what's the problem with doing a straight dollar amount, right? Yeah, as, it, as, as salaries increase and you're still putting in the same amount when using a percentage, you can, and in effect, put more in without feeling the... the yeah, uh, I would ask our listeners, if you, if, you, you yeah. know, if, if you are a listener right now and you're putting away $100 a month, why is that? You know, is it because that's what you set it at six years ago? But your income has grown by 30, 40% in those six years, and you're still putting away the same dollar amount. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we encourage clients to do a percentage if they can, because then it increases as their pay increases. Right. Right. So even if they're not changing that, that rate, so to speak, there's more money going into, into the plan for them. Mm -hmm. And that's something that you may want to reanalyze and say, all right, well, how did I make out this year? Did I struggle? You know, is a little bit more inflation this year? If so, maybe you're readjusting that amount down a little bit to help mm -hmm. offset or... Maybe you're like, hey, you know what? I made out fine. I actually have money in my savings. I have extra money available. Maybe you want to bump it up another two, three, four percent, yep. you know, early on in the year. And yep. and you know, just tidying up loose ends at the end of the year is always always a good thing to do. And it, you know, along the point with the four hundred one k, or you know, the, your retirement plan, your work retirement plan. This year, I've met with many clients during our annual reviews that hadn't made any changes in the 401k since they set it up X amount of time ago. And a lot of the the major losses in retirement portfolios were mainly seen, in my experience, um, in the 401k, the 403b, the that space where the, the funds got purchased and then that never got moved around, never got changed. So it's always a good time to, again, take an analysis of the way that the year went, 
in those accounts and what can what can you do to shore up the 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 new, the new year and and uh and your portfolio yeah another another thing too that might be a little bit more technical or complicated for a client and this is why it's important that you're working with an advisory group is you know there are a lot of non-retirement mutual funds out there not all of them but a lot that in a down year when your portfolio is down 10 15 20 percent are gonna release a capital gain this year Portfolio managers are doing the same that we're recommending investors to do, and that's rebalance and relook at and sure reanalyze the portfolios. Well, I don't know whether you understand, Adam, but <laughs> I sure do. <laughs> My watch telling me that the battery is about to die. Oh, sorry, there, I didn't mean to interrupt. There we go. <laughs> But, you know, to my point is that just as we're encouraging clients to make those tax changes within the portfolio, uh, you know, fund managers are doing that. Yeah. So you can have a, a, a client's portfolio right now that's down 10, 15, 20 percent, 100,000, 200,000. And those mutual funds might be posting a capital gain of 10, 50, 100,000 yep. that, that the client then has to pay tax on. Yep. You know, so so it's important that you reach out to your advisor, that you talk to your advisor, re- maybe maybe delve a little bit into the actual mutual funds in your non-retirement portfolio and see if that's going to happen, you know, because that's never a pleasant. Yeah, no, that that's a shock to the system, you know, um, that people aren't even expecting, but they'll see it. Yeah, exactly. And they won't see, we'll see it in April. Right, right. <laughs> when, exactly. When, you know, or February when the tax forms come out or, yep. or what have you. Right. So, you know, so we want to make sure that, that clients are thinking that strategy. Uh, you know, and then the other thing too is, you know, looking into the new year and saying, hey, do I have a new goal that I want to start saving for? Right. Do, do I need to separate my money out or start increasing my contribution because I have a new goal, a change? Maybe you're selling a house and you need to save up for the down payment. You're, you're one year closer to retirement. So what does that, how does that change your current picture? Yeah. 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 And in an up market, we're always encouraging harvesting, right? Harvesting return, protecting it, building it towards income or some type of retirement goal. And the same is true for, for tax loss. Yeah. You know, we, we just discussed that, but, but that harvesting of tax loss is just as important as the harvesting of gain as well. Yep. And if, it, if you're working with a good quality accountant, like I know we refer on to, then they're going to encourage you to look at those things. Yeah. Uh, other things that you might want to consider is, is maybe the amounts that you change of what you're paying on maybe your mortgage. You know, maybe this year your goal is to pay off your mortgage a little bit faster and you want to make a couple extra payments for the year or a car payment, mm-hmm. right? Look at your loans. How far are you away from freeing up $500 a month? You know, if, if you've got, for instance, a car loan for $500, but you have, say, cash value life insurance where there's a hefty cash value in there that you can borrow against, you might want to take $5,000 out of that, pay off the, the car loan, yep. and get rid of that $500 a month payment. Yep. And then just pay a couple hundred back to the insurance. Again, always, uh, you know, as part of your overall analysis, taking a look at what rates you've got for your mortgage, for your car. You know, um, obviously, it's been a, quite a turnaround in the rates and, and what the, where they are, are today as opposed to where they were a year ago. But... Um, it's just a good time to evaluate that along with, should I pay this off? Should I not? You know, what's your timeline to completion of the loan combined with what's your current rate? Yeah, and specifically thinking of business owners. So if a business owner is listening as well, it's a great time to reanalyze the team that you're working with for your retirement planning. Yep. 
right, and reevaluate. Am I in a 401k? Am I paying too much in, in excessive administrative fees and stuff like that? Uh, am I getting the value for my service? You know, and, and those are all good questions to ask at the end of the year so that you can then set up when do I interview or meet with somebody to discuss that plan. Right. Yep. Right. And, and, and you know, I think it's on everybody's mind that they want to do a full financial review with their spouse, but most people don't do it throughout the year because you're working. Yeah. Right. You got kids, you got family or whatever. You know, that's another thing at the end of the year we encourage is, is set up a full review time maybe with your spouse where you guys can talk about your household budget, your bills, your expenses, and what next year looks like. Yeah. Yeah. It's always a busy time of year right now, right? With Between all the holidays and family get togethers and something kind of sets in from time to time during this time of year where that begins that I'll worry about that in January. I'll worry about that next year. And that's what we're saying today is make the time now to review now yep. all of these things. And, and, and one year-end precaution, I think I would say, is a lot of times inactivity happens around the holidays because of the conversations people get in with their, their loved ones. Mm-hmm. And it almost always goes to a couple different things. Economy politics and football right <laughs> right yeah and, and if yep. you're if you're a household that don't that root for the same team you could be arguing about three things instead right. of just two <laughs> but you know sometimes those internal argument those internal arguments that become full arguments during thanksgiving and the holidays and stuff like that kind of put fear in people yeah right because they say oh well i'm with that political party or i'm not with that political party and now i have fear because this changed or that changed and you know and that can be demoralizing in getting your goals going for investment because it could throw fear in there. I would say try to remove that from the equation and, and plan out your strategy for next year regardless of what's going on. Yeah. You know, it's a simple concept, but there should be goals for each aspect of your life, right? Um, but putting a plan in place and getting that plan in place does not um, should not be something that it's, that's driven by uh, fear, but more of what's the end game and end goal yep. and the positive component to that. You know, and, and, and that's with any type of financial decision. You know, I would say group into that year-end review, not only a review with your financial advisor and booking that out into the next year. It doesn't have to be the first month of the next year. Just make sure that you have it on your agenda to do that. But I would say the same thing with a property casualty agent. You know, review your policies. Are your limits high enough? Are they too high? Are, you know, is your deductible too high? Is it, does it need to be readjusted? Same thing with health insurance. You and I have had this discussion about yep. health insurance. You yep. know, it's a good time to review. End of the year. What type of plan am I in? Is there another plan that's eligible? Maybe your spouse took on a new job or is taking on a new job. You know, and, and those are all year-end checklist stuff to do. So what I would encourage clients to do is, is get a white pad out, just like we have here, mm-hmm. and just start writing down the things that you want to review by January 30th, right? The things that have to happen by December 31st and the things that you want to implement by January 30th. Right. And, uh, you know, then you can just have a list and go down and check them off. And maybe a a spouse when they're home early one day from work can do some of it and you do some when you get home, you know, and that's an important thing. So, uh, you know, so our main focus today is just encourage clients, get out there, do your year-end stuff, look at tax tax lost harvesting, (laughs) changing investment strategies, putting yourself in a better situation for the rebound, investing, adding to your IRAs, reviewing your 401k plans, anything else major that you can think of? Uh, you know, just um, taking this year with a grain of salt. You know, uh, when it came to investments for everybody, right, the year in the market, as I said, you know, was something that hadn't been seen in a long time. And just understand that it is a part of the market cycle. 
this won't last forever. It will always rebound. It always has. But this won't be the last time we see something like this. So taking these things into consideration pertinent to our conversation is, is uh, that we're, we're going to see this type of a downplay again. Um, and we want to make sure that, that you're always harvesting. Yeah. And for those people that aren't clients, if you want an independent review of your accounts and maybe some concepts and strategies for uh, things that we talked about, tax loss, harvesting, rebalancing, getting you in a good direction from a tax standpoint or from a growth standpoint, please reach out to the SE Group at 800-222-3202. We're at 43 British American Boulevard in Latham. But we are in about 22 different states and uh, we travel very well. And Zoom is actually a great form of travel as well. It sure is. So we <laughs> offer all those services, uh, you know, obviously to uh, prospects and clients out there as well. Uh, and as always, like, subscribe, and share. It's your time, your money. Adam Jones, Matthew Trillo, Mark Esley, Financial Advisors, 43 British American Boulevard, First Floor, Latham, New York, 12110, 518-724-5004. Cetera Investors is marketing name of Cetera Investment Services. Securities and insurance products are offered through Cetera Investment Services, LLC, member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services are offered through Cetera Investment Advisors, LLC. Cetera is under separate ownership from any other named entity. Special thanks, Chris Conlin, owner and craftsman of Skulls and Sawdust, 518-852-3673, skullsandsawdust at gmail.com. Special thanks to Bobby Chase and Jeff Carlson of Next Evolution Media, 518-879-1779, bobbychase84 at gmail.com. And last but not least, a very special thanks to our families for sacrificing many hours to let us see the vision through its reality. This material has been prepared for informational purposes only and is not tailored towards any particular individual investment, objectives, or financial situation. This is not intended to be an offer or solicitation to purchase any security or insurance product. Cetera representatives do not provide legal, tax, or estate planning services. Should you require such service, you should consult a legal, tax, or estate planning professional. A diversified portfolio does not assure a profit or protect against loss in a declining market. Rebalancing may be a taxable event. Before you take any specific actions, be sure to consult with your tax advisor. The views and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily the views and opinions of Cetera Investment Services. Any recommendations mentioned in this episode are meant for educational purposes only and should not be construed as advice or personal recommendations. Always consult your financial advisor, tax advisor, and attorney for details related to your specific goals and objectives. Investments have risk and can lose value. They are not FDIC insured. The situations presented are hypothetical to illustrate key topics and should not be construed as actual client situations or experiences. The Esley Group operates under Cetera Investors and is responsible for the production of this show. All views and opinions are solely that of the Esley Group. You should always obtain a perspective when available prior to investing to know your risks, costs, and fees associated with the investments. Cetera Investors is a marketing name of Cetera Investment Services. Securities and insurance is offered through Cetera Investment Services, LLC, member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cetera Investment Advisor, LLC. Cetera is under separate ownership from any other entity named. 43 British American Boulevard, first floor, Latham, New York, 12110. Phone number 518-724-5004. Individuals affiliated with this broker-dealer firm are either registered representatives who offer only brokerage services or receive transaction-compensated commissions, investment advisor representatives who offer only investment advisory services and receive fee-based on assets, or both registered representatives and investment advisor representatives who can offer both types of services.